0: Within our world are creatures we cannot hope to comprehend. Science refuses to recognize them as fact, but Hollywood sees this as an easy cash grab. Now, join these three men as they venture into these attempts at success. You will witness the good, the bad, and the strange as you are now venturing into... Cryptic Collectors.
1: Welcome all once again to Cryptic Collectors, the only show where you can question if anally probing is the best activity for your daily hikes. Most (laughs) likely, no. Mm-hmm. Every time
0: I just think of anal probing, I'm just thinking about that one episode from South Park where Carmen gets
1: one right up his anus and it just <laughs> unfolds yeah. into a giant
0: satellite.
1: <laughs> Every single time I think of it, I keep thinking of the Ewok meme, prepare thy anus.
0: <laughs> There's one and just like that?
2: Neither neither yes. of you think, Paul? Neither of you? No. No. <laughs> Never heard probing of that' probing time.
1: Oh no. <laughs> oh, oh, no. We were just
0: talking about Morbius, and now you're just going to bring it back in with that?
1: Yeah, of course he is. we just going to fucking bring that up. But in case of if this intro wasn't enough of an indication, so for today's subject, we are going to be talking about the classic alien abduction cases. And I think we don't need to discuss it any further, Like, because anybody who's watching this show is Oh, they know about alien abductions, you know, any of the story from the 1950s and 60s, you know, the Barney and Betty Hill case being one of them. So, you know about alien yeah. abductions, people
2: abductions, squirrel
1: abductions. Oh, you guys do that, right? It, but yeah, of course. Of course. The, the, they, they need the squirrels, they need them for their Only nuts. Only for my
0: underground experiments.
1: <laughs> what do you like? What do you, you, Dr. Monroe here? I'm just Any, trying to
0: see if I can recruit them mentally into my army of misfits.
1: Yeah. Gerbil hmm. abduction. It's very similar to probing. So, does that mean we would. What well, with the gerbil? Does that mean we're going to get Ultra PP from Invader Zim? Yes. I don't
0: know. I mean, yes. like, what I do is I just pretty much probe them mentally. Well, I, just, I mean, so I. I just put uh, like little chips inside of their brains, and then they just obey my every command. What's yes, wrong it, with that?
2: Well, yeah, when de- when Sippy thinks the gerb the
1: gerbils think, ow, my ass." <laughs> well, I mean, it's, then they'll know not to question me. It's ironic you say those psychological effects because that's one of the things I've always found interesting about a lot of alien abduction stories is that once they once someone goes through this event, whether or not they're real or not, there's always a really strange psychological effect that that carries with them through the rest of their lives. I mean, again, going back to the Barney and Betty Hill case, after they went through that moment where time just went forward after four hours, they just suddenly remember all these other events that happened in between then. I always find it like how with alien abduction stories, there's always a huge psychological twist to almost every single one of those cases. And it's not hard seeing movies like close encounters of the third kind, like really went into that and really showed how nasty some of these abductions may or may not end up being whether or not though, it may be either that or the people themselves just have a lot of psychological issues.
0: Well, here's the thing. I mean, some of the, Uh, worst case scenarios of alien adoption could be mentally because, I mean, aside from probably just, like, being modified physically, I mean, they could probably learn to live with that, but the fact that they were actually experimented on is pretty psychologically damaging on its own. Yeah, who knows? Maybe whatever change they went through when they were abducted could come back to haunt them or perhaps make them more susceptible to the aliens when they come back again. Yes. They so, pretty much just tag you on the ear like a cow.
2: Yeah. That's exactly. So I have a that, question for you guys. Yeah, so I got a question for you guys. I kind of wanted to ask this story on our last review, but I figured this would be the best one. Do you consider aliens cryptids or
1: their own thing? Hmm, good question. I would say they kind of fall into their own category. However, you can consider them as cryptids because they fall under the category of a mysterious creature. Because right good. And you also have Do-
2: things like the Flatwoods monster which is more alien, but people yeah. consider that cryptid.
1: Yeah, definitely. You could easily say that. hell, the Dover Demon's another one that you could consider being an alien as well. There's so many like different uh, facets to what could be considered an alien at this point. And, of course, Hollywood has most certainly um, took advantage of alien abduction and alien um, invasion stories many times over. I mean, War of the Worlds, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Guardians there. of the Galaxy. It, yeah. That's science fantasy, not science fiction. But us base our true just... story. Chris Pratt
2: was abducted by aliens. He danced. <laughs> they sent him back.
0: <laughs> Here's the thing what counts as a cryptid and what counts as an alien is basically just a matter of perspective because an alien could be either, in the case of a cryptid, it's basically a creature beyond the scope of human understanding, and that is also what these aliens are. They are pretty much beyond our scope of, um, again, understanding. Just like Lovecraft's monsters, you can't perceive them. No. And, and you can't count them as aliens as well because they are a foreign entity entity from another world. Right. And you I mean... can't mm-hmm. pretty much comprehend what their way of life is or how they think because if we try to figure out how they think, we might end up with like that one communist lady from uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull.
1: Or or um, Alien Covenant if any of you have tried to see that movie. I have not. Less well, your silence says it all. Less said about that the better. But <laughs> um actually there is one really good movie that I could recommend maybe for us to watch in a future occasion. Have you guys ever heard of a film film called Fire in the Sky? No. Yes, actually. Okay, so um for Sippy, um it's based around a book called The Walton Experience. It's based around a real per real person named travis travis walton who made a novelization of his supposed real encounters that he had and discussing his very very discreet explanation how he was examined by them and the interesting part is it really leans to the psychological direction and the best part is that the aliens are barely shown in that movie so again it goes back to the idea of something that we can't comprehend nor understand right technically Lovecraft's creatures, especially elder gods, can technically be considered as aliens as well. I always saw them as like alien gods. Yeah, but like they still count as extraterrestrials from a world different from our own. And yet some of
0: them, like, I mean, outer gods would probably count as aliens, but there are also certain uh, denominations of gods within the Lovecraft's mythos. Like, like the old like, gods. Or the day gods. That's, yeah. Some of them have actually existed on Earth, <laughs> so you can't really count them as aliens, much less, well, actually a cryptid.
2: Hmm, maybe. the funny thing is, my dad had an interesting theory when it comes to aliens. Yeah? Yeah. Now, this isn't the story I was going to bring out, but I did bring this up because it just kind of came to mind. He had his theory that the aliens that we had to pick, you know, the greys, as we called them, hmm yeah, his idea was they were the original owners of Earth. We are the aliens and we kind of chase them away underwater.
0: That's hmm. pretty much uh, Lovecraft's way of thinking about the old gods and the outer gods because they were the ones who pretty much set the um, set everything in motion for the universe to go about. Like as a thought, the, the big guy himself, the blind yeah. idiot god is the one that pretty much has um, the whole of creation under his thumb. That being said, the minute he wakes up, everything just goodbye.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and God, that,
2: that's still oh, one of the most terrifying holding stories. holding the whole of
0: creation hostage while he sleeps. And so along comes humanity, this very insignificant speck within the universe. And they've just pretty much risen up from the dirt and claimed everything as their own but now the outer gods uh, are saying no you stay right there we're coming to get you and we're gonna show you your proper place
1: yeah and additionally it's just like, mm-hmm.
0: it's just like uh, catching a dust bunny from the floor
1: yeah and additionally too is to consider that you know with the idea that he that alien that alien life were actually our create you know our creators that's it that is a very popular theory among Many, yeah, ancient um, aliens made like nine series based on this <laughs> yeah exactly and like and everything's aliens from the looks yeah, of it yeah of course like dinosaurs are aliens as well but um the
2: dinosaurs are a- aliens the guy that says aliens pretty sure he's an alien too he's just trying to well cover he it certainly up. looks like one i'll tell you that right
1: now
0: <laughs> now have you ever seen this one uh sketch from the twilight zone called will the real martian please stand up yes i love that episode That is is one of my favorite episodes. I I love that episode. In fact, I was, I'm sorry, I don't mean to uh, do a little plug for myself, but I actually used to do a uh, audio play of the original script of, will the real Martian please stand up? And
1: (laughs) you were going to send that shit to me when we finish up today. Yeah, And I don't know where it is. I mean, I. I, I mean, How ask, dare but, um... you promote yourself on this show? I don't promote my <laughs> how webcomic. You, how pro- <laughs> dare you get me invested in, in a show that I love and knowing you yeah. voiced it? How dare you do that? Okay,
2: okay, okay, okay. Yeah, but you don't see me promoting my webcomic, The Crooked Man and His Not-So-Scary Crooked Cat Girl, now free on webtoons. Here's the thing,
0: here's the thing. I'm just pretty much adding my two cents on aliens while also just, you know... Be it, be it, Bring it, be it, it out it, there that
2: you'll find
1: whored, me over there. Pouring out your stuff. It's not like we don't do that on this the this
0: show. To the whole of alien content.
2: We, we don't promote ourselves on this show, Sippy. We talk about cryptids, like you, the kind you'll see in the Crooked Man and his not-so-scary <laughs> Crooked cat Girl, free on webtoons.
1: <laughs> and, of, and, of cor- and, of course, you could also check out my newest book, Along with Kaiju Noir, with K- Ikla Azul, Soul is Blood, now out on Amazon. Stop pouring yourself out, Ace. <laughs> that's some oh.
0: amazing content you guys should subscribe
2: <laughs> we are not horse <laughs> but uh should we, should we talk about
1: the actual topic of this video okay so yes because on the subject of gray aliens that would go into our film today the McPherson tapes also known as simply ufo abduction it kind of serves as the gap between cannibal holocaust and the blair witch project because this film w- is a found footage film but because you know how great
2: those are uh,
1: hey i know plenty of examples my friend of good examples but with it's because it's kind of interesting that's the this man is, that loves blair witch shut up <laughs> this is pre-found footage boom I always find it fascinating to see that a lot of filmmakers there was a real sense of trying to make something look as authentic as humanly possible. A lot of the times, they can either go to really dangerous extremes, like *Hannibal* Holocaust, where they actually would mutilate animals, or and they
0: actually took it to
1: court. Yep. Or in the ca- or in this movie's case, where they would use. Real video cameras that any of our families probably use during uh special events and parties or whatever, and use that to create a very eerie and classic tale of a house under siege from a life, an alien life that we can't comprehend. Yeah, I, I will j-
2: say this <laughs> felt very real when I was watching it to a point that that first. The few minutes felt like it was 15 minutes because it was basically watching a family talk to each other.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like when I was first watching this, uh, watching the film myself, like it felt like I was watching one of my old videotapes that my parents would record like for like Christmas or something or like a birthday. Another thing that really helps also is that the family, the Van Hess family, as they're called, are very likable. All of them have a lot of woody banter with each other. And like I couldn't help but laugh a lot when they were talking and the way their camaraderie is, it feels very natural. Like I and the best weirdest part too is that a lot of these people aren't actors; they're just like people that the director. Um, and I'm going to pronounce butcher this pronunciation, but Dean Elioto Not really a bunch of actors, but just people to act in this movie, and you wouldn't know that too.
2: Yeah, they didn't know about the alien part. That He threw that at the last minute, really. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, well,
1: guard. considering who plays the aliens in the movie, that's a different story. <laughs> yeah.
2: But now, uh, before we go any further, I forget, there is one more thing we need to talk about. In the first episode, I talked about my father and his interaction with Bigfoot. Yes. right. Now, my father, he hunted aliens, kind of. Oh. Now, we all know Wright-Patterson Air Force, right? Yes. The Air Force Base. Dan, do you know what it, right? Patterson Air Force Base? No. Uh, Ace, you want to give him the brief description of what makes that so popular among alien uh, enthusiasts? Bridge it for me.
1: So the Patterson Air Force. Uh, it's kind of really hard to really like describe the details, but there are supposedly a lot of UFO sightings around there. Probably the most notable is Project Sign, which was a study about unidentified flying objects. And there is also a theory that a lot of um a lot of uh sketchy government action's going on with people actually testing a lot of UFO UFOs over there. There's the third episode of the X Files goes into that. Not directly an adaptation of it, but it does um have a lot of similarities. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when my father was in the Air
2: Force, he wasn't stationary, but he but they but they stopped in there dur- during one of his flights. And he decided to take it upon himself to try to find these aliens. Oh, boy. <laughs> and here's the thing. He had no he had no way of going to any lower levels or anything. He was pretty much on the top floor, but he looked. He looked in closets, I assumed, underneath tables. <laughs> That's was like looking lo- for
0: something at the front door instead of the house.
2: Yeah. And I like to think that there was an alien just pulling a Roger from American Dad on him, just wearing a disguise. He just didn't know it. It was like a really bad disguise
1: too. <laughs> it's like it's like a "there's Waldo" situation. <laughs> there's aliens in here. There's the, the, gr- there's here. the gray man. There's there's man. Any aliens here? I don't know what you're talking about, sir. He's and, it, and the best part is is, is that he's not the, doesn't have like this perfect disguise anyway. It's just the gray alien, but with a mustache and glasses. So, uh, yeah, what's sad is my father probably won't even notice. <laughs> we have something in, this fa- in the family
2: called man glancing, where whenever we're trying to find something, it's right in front of us, but we don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my mother calls it. My
0: mother blames me for that every time she sends me to go find something. I mean, I I look for it, but I don't see it. Yeah, to be now, fair, if my I have that was problem
2: like, myself. Yeah, now, if my mother went looking for the alien, she probably would have found them. And well, then brought you to you my dad, t- going, he was, was right there, there with
0: you in finding the alien. She would notice, but she would be trying to tell you, but you wouldn't listen.
1: Yeah, our go- <laughs> us guys, just have really bad attention spans, don't we? <laughs> I
0: mean, but- when you find the alien, he's in this poorly uh, made disguise, and he's trying to look pass off his French, but he sounds Italian. But you don't bat an eye to it. <laughs>
1: No, you know, he just goes full Orson Welles. Ah, the French, the French has always been known for his excellent. Meanwhile, in this situation, I'd be like, okay, no, he's regular. Moving on. There's no alien here. So it's just a Frenchman. Or a Canadian. So wait, so wait, so he's Brayton Connor.
2: Different kind of Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to the movie. I, anyway, so, I just had to bring that up. One yeah. thing
0: I really wanted to say about the movie is that it did kind of annoy me, but not in the way that you think, because mm. I was trying to deconstruct this movie. I was trying to find the the thin line between reality and fiction, and I really wanted to tear this bad boy apart. But here's the thing. The conversations felt so natural. Yeah, they felt like I was at a family meeting of my own, and sometimes the conversations would overlap, and it would be very hard to figure out what part was scripted
2: and what uh, was actually improvised. So I'm just like, wait a minute, how how can I dissect this? Yeah, what's funny yeah. is when uh, when I was watching this, I was thinking if I thought this was really genius because it felt natural, but at the same time. It was annoying because it felt natural and it felt like I was just listening to someone else's conversation.
1: Exactly.
2: Yeah, exactly. that is
1: Yeah, that is one issue that I could probably have with the film is that it, it it's great with authentic, authenticity, but perhaps a little too... You also want to make sure it doesn't feel full much like someone's home video. And I don't mean that in a bad way where it looks cheap or anything, but more so how sometimes it can drag out a little bit in terms of conversations and scenes. It
0: really did for me. Honestly, it can drag queen out. this this whole entire movie was an introvert's nightmare. (laughs) Oh, that's why I was panicking more from the
2: family. That's why I was panicking more from the family than the aliens. Exactly. I mean, they were trying to make it too real and uh, yeah, I give,
0: I give credit to where credit is due. It really did feel real to me. Not because this was a uh, found footage film about aliens, but this is a found footage f- film about a panicking family trying to get their shit together,
1: right? And... and
0: it felt too realistic for me because it just felt like me being at a public gathering, and <laughs> my yeah, uh, reaction it's also... to said public gathering is just to isolate myself in the corner and wait for my turn.
1: Yeah, and like that it also brings up too is that a lot of um. Times when it's trying to bring up levity or having the characters try to naturally do something to calm their nerves. It's kind of a little bit of a contrast when you consider that there's supposed to be an alien invasion outside. Meanwhile, they're doing things like playing poker, like yeah. meeting together and eating the rest of their leftover food, which you're kind of. I was going to say, there
2: were a lot of scenes in this that just kind of made me laugh because of how they played it. The first one I could think of is when the guys first see the aliens and what the one guy with the camera kept on saying oh shit that's a ufo is that that's not a ufo god close up yeah it's a fucking ufo kept on swear they just kept on saying as many swears as possible repeating the fact it's a ufo
1: but to be fair i mean that'd be any one of us in that conversation yeah no but at the
2: same time and also i was kind of liking how they. i really loved how the aliens looked in that st- in that scene it was very it was a nice way of setting setting up everything but at the same time it just looked like the aliens got lost and they were trying to figure out what they were going to do next
1: yeah, because, like, you really don't get the sense of what the aliens are doing here. Because the whole time I was wondering is, well, what's their motivation? Is it really an abduction or is there something wrong with their ship? And they may have been wanting to help, but the humans shot yeah, I, first and now they're trying to defend themselves.
0: That's what I thought,
1: honestly. Like, yeah, yeah. I
2: personally want a, like, a Lion King one and a half type of re- a sequel to this where you see it from the aliens' point of view and it's just all a big misunderstanding. You know, which is...
1: Uh, <laughs> Interesting, you say that because there actually was a sort of remake to this film called Ab- Alien Abduction Incident in Lake County. It's it was a nineteen ninety. It was a remake done in nineteen ninety eight, roughly nine years after the fact. I have not seen the remake myself, but I have heard some. But I have heard a lot of really good things about it, and it fletches out the story a lot better. So perhaps in this case, this film could be could be basically the prototype to what eventually we would get with Incident at Lake County. But at the same time, though, one other thing that I have an issue with the film in terms of its attempt at feeling realistic and natural is the alien designs themselves.
2: Yeah, no, I, have to say,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I have to say this. They look like the aliens from Scary Movie 4. They yeah, do! I, no, they, they really three. do. Scary
0: Movie
2: 3. Oh, sorry, <laughs> Scary Movie 3. They, that's interesting where my mind went, and I was waiting for one of them to pee out of their fingers.
0: This is how we say hello. How do you say goodbye? (laughs) Nutshot.
1: Yeah, they really did remind me of the aliens from Scream 3. And I'm very
2: curious if that was intentional on the
1: scary movie part. (laughs) I get it. The classic gray aliens, like they're the most well-known depiction of them. But it's just the way the suits look and the fact that you show them sometimes either really close up where you can flat out see what the masks look like or even like at the ending of the movie which we'll get in the spoilers later on it just looks too what is it what I'm looking corny. at the, uh, too corny yeah. and too unauthentic yeah i
2: will say that ending scene. i will say i won't say what happened then but it kind of made me laugh while I was saying it
1: i won't lie <laughs> yeah and the other pro- and it's also ironic too because the aliens were all played by kids no joke um Two yeah, boys, two, two boys, and one girl, um, which the director got and uh, basically dressed up. They were the aliens the entire, throughout the whole movie. And knowing that, I can't unsee that now. There's a, I now have a wonderful <laughs> what if that image was of. Canon too? What if they were
2: just kids in disguise and these families just overreacted? What well, well, that's Halloween. what I'm tra-
1: that's what I'm saying. Maybe they while they were shot getting a ter- kid then.
2: Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, they would have shot a child. Oh man, I would have made that one scene in Mark where he brought it. Yeah, he shot it. Don't bring it in. Don't bring it. What's wrong with its face? It looks like it's made. Of, is that silicone? <laughs> oh my god, we just
0: made this movie a whole lot darker.
2: Didn't
1: yeah, we? or 10 better. Ten out of ten. Best movie. <laughs> <laughs> Death to Kennys. But um, but now that oh I my a... god, you killed Kenny. You bastards. <laughs> I can also imagine, like as the as the family are terrified and they're trying to do what they can to guard themselves, they, like the aliens are playing patty cake.
2: <laughs> but well, like I said, I mm-hmm. wanted to be a sequel where it's just all a big mis- misunderstanding. When we see first see the aliens, look, like I don't think this is or, or let's look, look at the map. Ah, eh, not that here. Hey, look, there's someone up there hiding in the woods. Let's go ask them. Why are they running? Sure, misunderstand. Let's go find where they live and talk to them. Do do they enter through
1: the ceiling like most other planets? I believe so. Okay, we may have to try to go down this chimney. All right, Phil, you're skinnier, so you go down first. (laughs) They shot um, the they shot the other one.
2: I guess that's how they say hello on this planet. (laughs) (laughs) Nice reference. (laughs) But sounds like a
0: casual (laughs) touristing trip.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's what it always sounds like. But the alien. I will say this, though. The aliens are – I do like the fact that, one, we don't see them too often. And also, for the most part, they are shouted, like, mostly in shadows. And I do like how, like, smart they shoot them. Again, that opening where we first see them for the first time, almost completely silhouetted, only the UFO's light showing it, is really eerie looking. And it looks very authentic. You know what? God bless the father in this movie, too, because he never dropped that camera at all. He
2: kept on filming because yeah, he knew that, for a fact someone I would was, find it.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, that I again, found footage. I know it's a thing. But even like, I do like that even the family acknowledged that, like the fact of how long, much he was holding that fucking camera the whole time. Yeah, If I was the dad, I'd be like, oh, honey, I'm sorry. How many people are going to believe this? So right? I'm filming everything. Yeah, because I, I honestly
0: loved uh, how the mom just told uh, the kid holding the camera
2: you turn that off or i'm gonna rig it around your neck yeah put that damn camera down
1: i, was, I kept on I thinking oh god that's my mother <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's kind of ironic too because this is like pre-found footage uh this is a pre-found footage film and yet this one acknowledges the tropes of found footage way before it was a thing <laughs> there, there was one scene
2: I absolutely loved. Is when they first came back to the house, yelling at their fa- family about the aliens, and the mother said, "Calm down now," and they did. I'm yeah. in charge
0: of this family right now. I
2: was, and I was like, "Man, this woman's reminding me a lot of my mother." We'd the, <laughs> we listen, we listen to. We don't care if there's the threat outside. Right. There's a there's a bigger threat inside.
0: <laughs> family gatherings.
1: Oh, oh, oh! But you know what would make this movie even better? Then. If the aliens were scared when she, when she sit, said, "You get
2: your asses in here and ma'am, sit well, down."
1: Well, that well that, but there's one thing that could have made this movie even better: Vin Diesel. Oh
0: no! Please, no. it's got to be about family. it going got to be about family. Sit your ass down,
1: yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> wait, are you suggesting that the mother be played by Vin Diesel? Or maybe that's or maybe that's Vin maybe that's Vin Diesel's character's mother. Oh no! <laughs> or Vin Diesel's the alien. And he
2: only has the one line.
1: Well, I mean, he is. I am Groot.
2: <laughs> uh, no, no, I am Riddick. <laughs> I am Superman. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's that's right. I meant many of you forgot about that, didn't you? That's a great movie. And <laughs> that's forget I forget the G- Vin Diesel voice. Giant. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't.
1: With going back to with this movie. The film does have its great scary moments. moments Like when the mother was yelling, that hit me right. (laughs) Well, another one that really got me was right before the family was leaving, um, you know, the daughter, you know, the sister and the sister and her daughter and husband and such. I love it. Like when our main guy is finds the drawing of the aliens and that's when they realize that they're still outside. That was a great moment because that definitely like uh, just put a chill down my spine.
0: Honestly, the one scene that really put a chill down my spine was when the daughter and the mother kept going over to the door to open it because they heard a voice inside of their head.
1: That yes. actually,
0: that actually turned on all of my synapses to horror. I'm like, okay, that was really well done. I yeah, there, I give credit. Was to was one scene do. I
2: th- there was one scene I thought was pretty great, but at the same time, kind of confusing. Was when they opened the door and the gun of the one guy. Guy just fell fell through because I say it was scary because that implies something happened to the guy, but it also meant that the aliens were nice enough to go drop back off.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah but, well, I mean to be fair, it's not the, it's not like he's a, he, like he's their responsibility. though. are just like yeah, take him back. <laughs> and say so, so we don't we can't be
2: trusted with this thing. Let's go leave it back, just just knock quietly, so they don't get scared again, and just walk away.
0: <laughs> or maybe the gun was actually unloaded already and they thought after they were just uh playing around with it like "Ah, i don't know this thing is broken let's just return it
1: yeah uh, like like the like this with that scene i've always liked like uh, for me i also kind of think it could be that they after overpowering um like the brother and just taking the gun from him like they kind of left it back being like this is what's going to happen to you guys if you don't cooperate
2: is it wrong that when I picture these tiny aliens that were powering this man, I just picture one of them having pulling out a knife on him. Uh,
1: strangely enough, I could see I could see something like that. Although I like and, to,
2: and he just wasn't expecting that, so he just drops his gun out of fear.
1: Yeah. Although given the possession, I would not be surprised if if um there's some, there's meant to be some hinting that they are telekinetic. I wouldn't I would the family it, just went insane at that moment. That too. And also when, you know, bringing back um, Sippy, what you were saying about um, when the, you know, when the mother and the, and the sister were possessed, that does also go into the fact that with a lot of, um, a lot of alien, with UFO encounters, that some people cannot kind of be seen as almost feeling like they've been possessed by something and don't remember anything that happens after they go through that episode. Right. So I so I so I think so I really do like that this film does does have its uh accuracies with alien abduction stories. And I do think that this film is fairly accurate to how an actual alien abduction would probably look like if it went into a, a house under siege sort of way. Now, I guess like going into a little bit of spoilers, we could talk about the weird way the movie ends.
0: And he just sets the camera down on the table. Yeah. Also, what's
2: with this family and and how they handle the the circumstance? At at one moment, they're all terrified. And then next moment, like, we're going to calm down, play some Uno, and have a nice family evening. Well, I
0: think they were trying to, like, uh, maintain an environment uh, free of tension for the daughter's sake. The one who was having the birthday party. Mm -hmm. but they couldn't hide just how freaking scared they were regardless because they kept going back into the problem. They're like, okay, everything's fine. Everything's fine. No, it's not fine. It bothers us.
1: Yeah. That's why that's the one thing I like about how this movie handles it. I mean, despite how it may be tonally off, I do like the idea that they're trying their best to ignore the problem. Like it'll just go away, but it just keeps coming back from again and again and again. You know I mean, and that. it's
0: understandable because uh, w- two members of their family are missing and or dead. Yeah. So that's that's going to weigh heavily on your mind when you're trying to calm your five-year-old down and try to carry on with the night like nothing happened. But you can't because somewhere out there, they're probably getting experimented on or worse.
1: Yeah, and... and
0: you can't get it out of your head.
2: Yeah. yeah that, there was another scene I did, I wanted to talk about was when the alien was on the roof and they shot it up and they shot it basically shot it down and one of the guys thought was let's br- let's bring it in. The only smart person in this whole in this whole scenario was the guy who said let's shoot it again just to be safe and no one listened.
0: Oh my god.
1: Yeah, and with the ending of the movie, too, so so the guy, like, sets down the camera. At the right spot. At the right spot, I might add. Now, in the other room, like, the other family is, like, in the kitchen, trying their best to relax again. And then, like, from the other room, you see the light opening. And you could see the alien, sh- like, shadows, like, walking towards the room. Now, if the movie stopped right there, I think it would have been a perfect way to end the film. Just like but no, nope, right they had him going straight to the kitchen, to going go straight, any room for one see, more. And you see <laughs> the aliens fully in that shot. And that's the part where the film, where yeah. it starts getting funny because you could see how how fake the suits look in all and of the. the aliens glory. pretty much said, any room any room for three? Yeah. And, and my favorite is that one of the aliens looks directly at the camera. They're like, oh, I didn't even notice I was there. It's like, Are we wait we be minute. in the shot? Wait, it's like, wait a minute. Am I in a movie? (laughs) Like that end, like that part, like again, you had a potentially really great way to end the film, and that's just what happens when you drag on a shot for too long. Actually, I wanted
2: the shot to go longer because I like to think then you'd hear the aliens going, "Hey, your husband's hiding near our UFO. Go get him." (laughs) He dropped his gun a while back. He he says something about anal
1: probing. I don't know what that is. It sounds (laughs) disgusting. (laughs) I. (laughs) Like, seriously, why do you people think we do that? We just come here to observe you a little bit. We don't shove things up your ass. What, do you think we're, th- we're not that kind of people? You're not even people. What is your definition of that? <laughs> it's a matter of perspective.
2: Then they point at, <laughs> then they point at the humans peeing on them. <laughs> 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 then walk here, away. Here, let me
0: get to my point. He just points his finger <laughs> at him.
2: He just urinates on of- him. Yeah, also the candy that came out of that stick your husband had tasted terrible. You mean the bullet? Yeah, terrible.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's, I, I was expecting licorice flavored. Can I just say one thing? Yes. This movie made me want to see Paul again. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Paul in was Scary Movie 3.
0: Now, you remember when you were talking about that um, Lion King one and a half uh, yeah, perspective? Yeah. I think Paul is also that along with just like regular comedy hit movies just built into one because you get to see from the aliens perspective as well, <laughs> especially Paul's interactions and his um, how he managed to shape the American world. Yeah.
2: You, actually, the best way to do this, have you guys seen the movie Tucker and Dale versus Eve? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love that movie. That's how you do it. Yeah. You- you do it from the aliens' point of view, but the humans are seeing them as the threat, and the aliens is just just a big, big, just a big misunderstanding. Exactly. Goddamn, goddamn
1: college kids! <laughs> uh, I can't wait. I for don't the know what happened. This one college kid just threw himself into a whoop Chipper. whoop Chipper. <laughs> It still gets me all the time. Dude, by the way, actually, on the subject of that, did you guys know that there is a a version of Tucker and Dale vs. Evil with the Dark Knights music over it? What? Oh. <laughs> All right, I'll give you a little. I'll make that. Sh- I'll make this short. So while they were, while the um the direct, while the directors of the film um Eli um Eli Craig and Morgan Jorgensen, um when they were uh, working on the editing phase for this film, they put in the Dark Knight soundtrack over it as a placeholder until they got the actual score. But somebody leaked that online, so now apparently there is a version with the Dark Knight soundtrack that you can watch it with. So the better version, that's all I'm <laughs> I'm, more, I'm really curious to see how that would have turned out. <laughs> oh, God. We're getting off topic, though. But I think at this point, we pretty much summed up this movie uh, pretty quickly since there isn't that much to talk we about.
2: We should say it's also only an hour long.
1: Yeah, it's not that long. It's an hour and two minutes. It's, not, it's hardly even a movie. It might as well just be someone's family film. That's the thing, though. I like film, I, if, you know, for me, I like found footage films that are this short because, one... It feels more real. It feels more real. It doesn't have to drag it on with Hollywood plot points that you don't need to add in. And... It's not Blair Witch. Yeah, it's... Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Blair Witch makes, makes you good use of that, my friend. With this film, though, I much prefer movies more like the found footage movies more like this because this is one of the few movies that genuinely made me feel like this is attempting at a a feeling as real as possible, and it's and it's very successful at it. Perhaps a bit too uh, successful, but I think at the same time that's also goes to show how strong direct you know how strong the directing was for this film and the way it's shot and how authentic it feels in the end it really shows what uh like uh the potential that a lot of you know directors can have like this because when you really show how authentic your film could feel imagine what you could do that with like genuine actors the McPherson tapes or ufo abduction whichever you whichever you prefer to call it i think serves as being a great example of the found footage genre it may not be a perfect movie but i do think I think this film really shows that there's a lot more you can do with science fiction and horror overall. Shows the potential that what you can really do with that with the found footage genre.
0: This one might be a little bit hard to watch depending on your perspective because you can barely find the thin line between realism and fiction because it does feel very authentic in conversation between the actors. But I would definitely give it a watch if uh, you have a good stomach for it. And if you've already seen the Blair Witch Project, you're set. You can watch it.
2: I'll give it 3 out of 5 probes mainly cuz they didn't call back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I give it at least 4. I would give I would give it I would give it 4, four anal probings out of 5. Oh, I see they call you guys back. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sippy, where
0: can people find you? Um, You can find me on YouTube mainly. It's uh, SippyVA. A lot of uh, my links are over there. If you watch one of my videos, if you look at the bottom of the description, you'll find my Discord link as well as uh, my Twitter. So if you're interested, you're more than welcome to check it out. As for you guys.
2: Well, I I would recommend my YouTube channel, but I'm I i do not really do a whole lot on there. But you can check me out on Facebook. You can also check out my free webcomic, The Crooked Man, is not so scary Crooked Cat Girl. Well, I actually use a lot of urban legends that we talk about on this show. I also have a illustrated light novel style book called God's Wrath: Tournament of the Vine on Amazon. If you guys are interested, but Bo- check it out. Working on it's book really three good. right now.
1: It's really and, good. Yes, yeah, as Dan said, really good. Yes, and I highly recommend it as, as reading it myself. And as for myself, you could find me on my Ace Maroque uh, Facebook page. And additionally, like I said earlier, you could check out me and Andres Perez, a.k.a. Kaiju Noir's book, Draco Azul: Soulless Blood, where in the, where in the book, um, the Draco Azul team fights off against the Nagual, which is a Aztec version of the Skinwalker, which is a very well-known uh, cryptid Um you know, from my personal experience uh, writing the book, I was very happy with how it turned out, and I'm glad that now it's gradually um getting more and more attention. So you get the chance, uh read it and uh hope you guys enjoy. So, with that being said, next time, since we went through the terror of little kids in alien costumes, we're gonna be dealing with kids with dark- with black eyes. Oh my god, who hit them? <laughs> Oh, no, the Black Eyed Peas. Oh, God, even worse. <laughs> the Black Eyed Peas. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> I
2: won't lie. Every time I type in uh, the Black Eyed Children, that's the first thing it shows up. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the Black Eyed Teens? <laughs> no, the, the Black Eyed preteens.
1: Oh, God, it's even worse. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. What have I done? <laughs> But but before this madness continues any further, I have been Ace Baroque. And I have been w- William,
2: that's not a probe you're feeling, Kerning, And I have been Sippy VA.
1: And this has been From the Woods to Hollywood, Cryptic Collectors.